Welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. My name is Linda Lange and I'm your host and energy expert. Do you lack motivation? Do you sometimes have some motivation, but then you kind of lose it? It just fizzles out and you don't really know how to get it back once it's gone, but you really believe that you need it to get going. Today, I'm going to shine a light on motivation, on the myth of motivation and how you can actually create it on demand. So let's begin. So why are we so eager to have motivation or to get some into our lives? We are searching for motivation to change a habit, to start a project or to complete a project. We want to change our health. We want to change our career. We want to change our body. There are so many reasons in our lives where motivation is really helpful to get ourselves started or for us to keep going in something. But we all struggle with motivation to create it, to find it, to keep it or to recreate it. Motivation is really elusive to us. We don't know how to create it in the first place. We don't know how to keep it when it's there so it doesn't kind of run away again. When we lose it, we don't know how to get it back. And that's why I like the word elusiveness for motivation. I will explain to you more why it seems to be so elusive and what we can actually do about it. And secondly, I want to share with you why it makes no sense for you to wait for motivation to magically appear for you to get started with a project. By knowing more about motivation, you can actually take control and create it for yourself instead of playing that waiting game. And possibly after hearing some of my tips, you might even realize that you don't want to run after motivation and actually use some other methods to get yourself started. So all of us, of course, know these typical situations around motivation and that it just loves to fizzle out over time. You get some motivation to really make a change and join the gym and go regularly as the New Year's resolution on the 1st of January. But by the time it's middle of February, all the motivation is gone, evaporated, and you are dragging yourself to the gym once per week, if at all. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, I bet. It does sound familiar to me. <laughs> And it does because you used motivation as a tool to help you change. But we all know that motivation loves to fizzle out on us. I will share with you in this episode how it actually happens that motivation fizzles out or that it sometimes doesn't even come around for something to get started. But then I give you as well other tools that work better than motivation to get yourself started on a habit that you want to create, the change that you really want to make or the dream that you want to finally fulfill. So let's look first of all at some beliefs that people have around motivation. 
Some people think that they are just lacking motivation. It's part of their personality that they have less motivation available to them than, for example, other people. So they look at other people around them that begin their projects or change their habits. And they think, I'm just not motivated like her. Oh, wow, he has so much more motivation available to him than me. And with that, these people leave it at that. They accept it, they surrender, and they never get started in the first place, right? The other misbelief around motivation is that we just don't have any control over it, that it's there or it's not. <laughs> and there is just nothing that we can do about it. And if we believe that motivation is something we aren't in control of, then we are at the effect of random motivation showing up or not showing up. Of course, that makes complete sense. And then on the other side of the spectrum is that we can think we need to create motivation by force. If we cannot force motivation to be there, we cannot keep going or we can't even get started with something. There has to always be motivation for us to be able to create something. And that is just a belief. And I'm sure you can actually see of how it can hinder us to have a belief because it means that we just don't get started with things that we actually want to create just because there is at this moment in time, no motivation around. Ultimately, if we don't know the formula on how to actually create motivation, or when it is best created, we never get to fully leverage its power. And of course, that's going to change now. So how is motivation actually created? There are a few ingredients that need to be in place for motivation to be created or appear. The first ingredient is desire. If you have no desire to do something, to achieve something, to obtain or create it, then you won't come up with the motivation for it. For example, if you want to get yourself to start studying for something, it needs to have a desired outcome. For example, if you want to become a doctor, it means you need to study medicine right? For years even to become a doctor. So your desire is to become a doctor and that desire gives you the motivation to go to university for years. But let's say you try to convince yourself to go two to three times per week to the gym. Maybe because everybody's doing it or you thought, well, I better do it now. But really, truly, you have no desire to do it. You actually don't even have a desire to be fit or trained for something in particular. You have no desire to be more healthy because you're all right how you are. You have no desire to lose weight or any other reason that is out there for you to go to the gym. So how would you ever have any motivation to go and visit that gym two to three times per week over a long period of time? You wouldn't, right? So you see that motivation cannot be created if there is no desire. And now the fun fact is, that's why it's so hard to create motivation around something someone else wants you to do. 
like your parents, your partner, your boss. If you don't have your own desire, there is not going to be motivation accessible to you. The second ingredient is that you need to strike a balance between something being impossible on the one side or not interesting or demanding enough for you to actually get started. So on the one side, we have the impossibility. If you believe consciously or unconsciously that something is impossible for you, you won't be able to create motivation easily or at all. On the other side, if something is not demanding enough or it is too easy to do, it won't really spark motivation either. So it's about making a goal, task or habit possible for you and demanding or interesting enough. Let me give you an example. Let's say you create beautiful art for yourself and you're considering selling it online. Let's say you plan to sell each piece of art that you have for $1,000 right from the start. But deep down, you don't believe that anybody is going to pay that price and therefore nobody's going to buy your art. And you might not even be aware of this belief. So what happens is that you're probably never getting started to set up that online shop and to put yourself out there because you believe it's impossible for you. Generally, of course, it is possible to sell a picture or a piece of art for $1,000. We all know that. The question is, do you believe that you can do it? On the other side, let's say someone tells you, why don't you just get started on Etsy and you sell each picture for $10 just to get started? And you're like, what? $10? I even paid more for the material to create the piece of art in the first place. So you see, it's just not demanding enough. There is no interest for you to do it. So again, you probably won't get started and put in all of the work in setting this up in the first place. So it's about finding the right balance to be able to create the motivation of doing something. In this case, you would want to find the balance in the price you ask for maybe just your first few paintings. Would it maybe be $150 or $250? Because that's something you can believe in and you believe that you can actually sell it for that. So you can create the motivation to actually get started and put your work online. You see, it's all about creating a really good cocktail, mixing a cocktail of desire, possibility and interest, aka payoff. Okay, so let's move on to the tips that I promised you at the beginning of the episode. The episode name gives away that I don't want you to wait around for motivation to help you get started. So let's talk more about that. Why do I say not to wait for motivation to get started? I'm saying this because the best way to create motivation for you is to get started even without motivation being around. By getting started and seeing the first results, you create motivation on demand, on purpose. 
You build up momentum to keep going. And this momentum that is made up of motivation helps you to keep going. So really, you're creating motivation most easily by actually taking action instead of first having the motivation for you to get started with the action. Motivation will actually come to you with taking the first steps of action and particularly when you see the first results. Even the tiniest amount of results will give you proof that what you're doing is working and suddenly you literally have this motivation to keep going. Makes sense to you, right? So the next tip that I have for you to get yourself started with something is to add pleasure to the action step, to the process. How can you make taking the action more pleasurable for yourself? Let's say you want to repaint your whole house. And the idea of all of that is daunting. <laughs> I can understand that. So start with one room and make the experience as fun as possible. For example, play your favorite music while you're painting. Or maybe while you're using the brush, you can chat with your bestie on the phone. Or you can listen to a really good podcast episode. What I actually do is if I have to do, for example, some admin work that is really easy to do, but you just don't want to do it or I just don't want to do it. <laughs> what I do is while I do that admin work, I watch a TV show that I like at that time. I don't need a lot of concentration for that admin work. So most of the time I will concentrate on the admin work and At the end of the work, I mostly have not even realized what happened in that TV show. But that's not really the point. I just made the activity of doing the admin work a little bit more fun with having the TV show running at the same time. So that's how I get around to actually doing my admin work. <laughs> so the last tip that I have for you is something I'm doing now for a couple of months already. And it really helps me to create great habits and motivation to keep going with certain things and creating that momentum as well. I keep daily track of things that feel good to have done. So what does that mean? There are lots of things that feel good to do, like having pizza every single evening for dinner or watching the whole day my most favorite TV shows on Netflix. These kinds of activities feel good to do in that moment, but afterwards, not so much anymore. So in comparison, some activities might not be so fun to do in the moment, but you feel really good afterwards for having done it. So I started keeping a list each day of the things that I have done that feel good to have done. For me, these are meditating, doing a yoga session, breath work or journaling or studying. So coursework, it could be admin work, like I said, like tax returns or meeting with an insurance person or garden work, and so on and so on. Sometimes I even note down social events, which I actually wanted to cancel last minute and just stay at home. 
everything where my monkey mind can come up with better things to do, but then I overcome that part of my mind and I do it anyway. And I know it's good for me and it feels good to have done. So it's kind of like a belated gratification that you get out of it. So the more I keep track of all of these activities throughout my day, the more I actually do of them. Sometimes if I just have like one or two or three at the end of the day on my list, I actually think about it. Okay, what else can I do to add it to my list? So I literally go in competition with myself to do as many as possible, but at the same time, I keep it as well real. So I don't overdo it. I find it really beautiful and it's a great habit creator. Okay, let's summarize what I've shared with you today. If you want to create motivation, you want to mix that cocktail of desire, making it possible for yourself and still interesting enough to actually get started. And the best way to create motivation and to build momentum is to get started even without it and create it then as you go along, especially when you see the first results happening. A great way to get started with something is to add as well pleasure to the action steps or the process so you make it more fun. And to build good habits into your life, you can use that daily tracking of all the things that feel good to have done. Make a competition with yourself of how many you can do in a week and celebrate and reward yourself as well. Okay, that's all I have for you today on the topic of motivation. Let me know if this was helpful or what you think about it. Connect with me via Instagram, Facebook or YouTube as I would love to hear from you what you think about motivation and if you're struggling with it. Maybe after this episode you're not struggling with it anymore, so let me know about it. I really hope that this has given you lots of insights and aha moments around motivation and why it can be so elusive. And now you know how to create it, you can take control, you can take charge and you can create it on demand. Thank you so much for listening to me today. And with that, I love you and leave you. Talk soon and bye-bye.